When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Week 15, National Football League kickoff with Boomer and Valenti back with you. So much to discuss, including this electric turquoise corduroy? What? Yeah, it's a corduroy shirt, man. My goodness. It's kind of like green, so it's a little bit Christmassy, and I got a Christmas tree behind me, so I figured I'd bring out the best in you today with your little cold that you have there, and you bring it here to New York with you. How about this? I'm wearing, you. I'm wearing black yes. in honor of Brandon Staley. Uh, oh, boy. I, no, no, hold on. I take pride in the fact. I think we're right more than we're wrong. I think we do a good job with this program. We talked about this guy last year. But last night, uh, Boomer, of all the games you've watched, that is one of the most embarrassing laydowns I've ever seen. I stay. Can please, what does this guy have that he hasn't been fired yet? Uh, you know, I put in 186 games, and I'm sure I had about 10 of these games where I was on the wrong side of it, and it's no fun. It is not fun. And the fact that he did the halftime interview of this particular game was amazing to me. And I, I give him credit for being professional in that moment and trying to say the right thing when there really is nothing that you could say. I don't know what he said to his team at halftime. I don't know what he could say. But I will say this, that it was an embarrassment. And uh, the fact that they lost the heart and soul of that team, Justin Herbert, tells you all you need to know about, I think, the long-term viability for Brandon Staley. When this show airs, would I be surprised that he would be fired because it's a short week and there's more time to – get a next coach acclimated, I wouldn't. But then again, I could also see the Spanos family waiting until the end of the season. Uh, please. And, and again, guys, that is one of the most attractive jobs in the league. It should be. Yeah. Uh, we'll, more on that later. All We're right. have a little role play later. Uh, let's get to the rundown, shall we? The NFL Rundown. In a story that this man, in his holiday corduroy, broke in September, he told you then Bill Belichick was going to be out. Well, guess what? I'll tell you, Boomer, reports now, everyone's getting in on it. Now you're getting some of the dirt. So this is happening. Who's going to be the next head coach of the Patriots? Yeah, it could be Gerard Mayo. Could could possibly be Mike Vrabel uh, if he wanted to go back. fascinating. You know, interesting. You know, Vrabel went back and got uh, honored, uh, got put into the Patriots ring of honor, had the red jacket on, had the red ceremony when Tennessee was on their bye week. 
and he was up there in Belichick's box, and that was very interesting. But I do think that Gerard Mayo in-house is a favorite of Bob Kraft if, in fact, they want to go that way. I don't see them going the Josh McDaniels route. I don't see them going the Joe Judge route. I don't see them going oh, the God. Matt Patricia route. I think if you know if this does come down to the way we think it's going to come down, it's going to be a total house cleaning of everything. There may be some personnel people they keep. But um, is there any element of this of Belichick wanting to leave? I, you know, I think let's be realistic. It's gotten stale. I mean, that's that's the yeah. thing. And they have not done well with Cam Newton. They have not done well with three years of Mac Jones. And it's been four years now. I mean, enough already. And I would think that if you are Bob Kraft, you see it from your box and you say to yourself, this is not exactly what the fans want. And these owners, I always tell you, they can see the business side of things. Yeah. So when sponsorships go down, when season tickets go down and the team is losing and it's lackluster, uh, I would just think that there would be a, a natural dividing point where they both realize that it's not working anymore and that they should move on. I think the thing that's so surprising to me is how bad the staffing has been. You remember when we were talking last year, you're like, wait, you have Matt Patricia calling your offense. He's a defensive guy. We're playing this game about not paying him like a... the, the staff. It's like Bill's. The people Bill hired really not only failed him, but, like, he failed them. Yeah. He had guys in position that didn't make any sense. And just remember, he runs the whole show up there. I mean, so if you are removing or allowing Bill Belichick to leave, then you have to rebuild the entire organization. You have to have somebody, yeah, yeah structurally, that is going to be able to, to run the organization and take over both the general manager on the general manager side and then, of course, on the coaching side. So, to me... I mean, it's a big undertaking that Bob Kraft would be considering uh, going down this road with. And then the question is, where does Bill Belichick end up? I think I only have three places where I think it makes sense. I, I can't believe that it would be anywhere else. Okay. And it would either be the Washington Commanders with a new owner, Josh Harris, because of his ties to Annapolis, where his dad coached, so he knows the area very well. That would be a very comfortable move for him. Uh, I would think the L.A. Chargers, assuming that Brandon Staley is going to go and because Justin Herbert is there. Or I could see possibly the Bears with the number one overall pick and then have his pick of of Drake May or Caleb Williams. And the interesting thing about the Bears, Mike, and you know this, that that's a legacy franchise. Yes. They're not run like one, but uh, they are one. Right. So and Bill Cower once told me that if he were going to ever go back into coaching, the Bears would have been the perfect place because it's an NFC team and it's a legacy team. And it's not like an AFC team like the Patriots where he'd have to go back and play the Steelers every other week. All right. um, To the tune of Jimmy Johnson screaming this, how about them Cowboys? Uh, Just so impressive. We talked about it. We were all over the game. So start there. Statement win for them. Statement win for Dak. Are you prepared to say Dallas is better than Philly Dallas it, the power rank in the NFC would go San Francisco Dallas Philly or is that premature in your well, mind? right now it goes San Francisco Dallas Philly without question okay and uh, Dallas extracted the revenge that I expected fully uh Philadelphia has given up over 90 points on defense in their last three games against the Bills the 49ers and the Cowboys by the way that's quite the little schedule right there it is that it wasn't easy for the Eagles especially the way the schedules were set up where Dallas and San Francisco each had 10 days before they played Philadelphia, and Philadelphia had to go on the road to go see Dallas. Not easy. And yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm and, not killing them for it. And they it. paid the price. They went one and two in those three games, and I think that Philadelphia's defense is very suspect, and I think the turnovers that are happening from Jalen uh, Hurts is also a major problem, and I'm sure that they're trying 
to get him to stay in the pocket, read the defenses, and throw the ball. I think that's where the wide receivers really get frustrated. It's one thing to play secondary off-platform football, but when wide receivers are running their routes and they're running open and the quarterback is not throwing to them on time, then that's when they really become, uh, I, I think, frustrated and annoyed with what's happening. So what do you attribute to the change? I, th- I think for some reason, you know, Jalen is just not comfortable this year. You remember, this is a team that lost both of their coordinators from last year. Right. We talked about that impact that that was going to have. And Shane Steichen obviously knew Jalen Hurts exceptionally well, brought the best out in Jalen, and was able to talk to him. When I lost my offense coordinator in Cincinnati, I part of my game went with him when he went to become the head coach of the Jets, and that was Bruce Coslin. So I know that that relationship is real, especially when you're successful with that O.C., so that's a big thing that's going on in Philadelphia. They also lost their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who's the head coach out there in Arizona. And look at what happens to their defense. Well, and again, it's another game. You brought this up. Look at time of possession. They can't get off the field. It's not that they're just giving up points. I think the possession was 38 minutes this this past week. You're never going to win oh, games. They, 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 listen, this is uh, Dallas was laying in wait for them. I wasn't surprised about it at all. The other thing, too, that you have to remember now, Dallas has a much tougher finishing schedule yeah. than Philadelphia does. Philadelphia goes to Seattle this week, and then they have the Giants twice and Arizona in between that. So you would like to think, I believe, that Philadelphia has got enough left in the tank to get the number two seed and win the NFC East because Dallas is going to be tripped up here somewhere along the line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's go to Kansas City. Uh, I mean, full credit to the Bills defense, but my God, this Chiefs offense is a mess. 33 drops on the year. Now you got Travis Kelsey going on a podcast, and he's free to do whatever he wants to do. But don't blame the media because you guys can't catch a pass. And then Mahomes, look, you love him. I love him. He's best quarterback in the league. That meltdown was unhinged. Well, both he and Andy Reid had a meltdown after the game. And I would also say that uh, you got to understand the emotion within the game. They have lost now a bunch of games that were really close and for different reasons, whether it be a non-pass interference call, I think it was against the Packers, I think, or the Eagles. I I, I forget which game it was. Oh, yeah, the Packers game was the, uh, the, was the interference. Call. The right. Eagles game was the Valdez-Scantling the val- Christmas drop, gift. The drop, right. and then, of course, now you have the Kadarius-Tony uh, lining up in the neutral zone. Which Kadarius-Tony? I've said this now for our entire existence on this show. If you employ Kadarius-Tony, here's the T-shirt I send you. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This is who he is. Yeah, and I have to say, that was one of the most amazing plays I think any of us have ever seen in a football game to have Travis Kelsey have that wherewithal and that presence of mind to do what he did. And, you know, this is what happens in their practice all the time, by the way. This is nothing new for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's new for us because we see it on the field for the first time. But they do this stuff in, in practice because I think they're bored because they're so good. But I do think that they lost three really tough games in three different scenarios late in the game. And that's why Patrick and Andy Reid made the mistake of going after the officials. 
you notice they came back the next day and they both apologized because they realized what the officials did was right. Yeah, they needed to. It was too much. Yes. I, I get the emotion. I love the passion. But, I mean, my God, like, right, calm down now. He was offsides. I, and, by the way, they're going to go on the road in the playoffs, and I think that they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I could see them going into Baltimore for championship weekend and, and beating the Baltimore Ravens. But they're going to have to do it. Like, yeah. You know, it's funny. We always say it. I go, hey, they better get comfortable winning 20 to 17 games. That's who they are. People need to recognize the 35-32 Chief, that's that's gone. It is going to be defensive. It is going to be low scoring. They're not I just don't see a scenario they quote get right offensively. This right. is what you are. I still believe they're going to win the West. They're going to have a home game that first weekend in the NFL playoffs and they're going to win that game and then they're going to go on the road. And I don't necessarily know that there's any other team in the AFC that can comfortably feel like they can beat them. Even Baltimore is going to go into these playoffs with that thing over their head like, okay, can we finally win a playoff game with Lamar Jackson? Right. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about that. Yeah. Um, let's. I'll try to keep this even. I'm not going to go unhinged on this. Okay, Tommy DeVito. In a serious manner, no jokes, none of, none of this, and I'm not putting a fedora on. What do you make of this, kid? Is there any shred of this that's real, or is this just fun? Uh, I think we're going to find out this weekend on the road in New Orleans. There's three games of tape on him. New Orleans will look at this. Uh, he did not play well against the Dallas Cowboys until late in the game. Got a couple, oh, by the way, touchdowns, which helped him and propelled him over the next three games. little different story now. Going on the road, communicating, good defense, solid football team, still also trying to make it to the playoffs. Oh. Uh, we'll know Monday morning. I, I don't think he's going to do well this weekend. I think it's going to be a real struggle. I could be wrong, I, I, but I could be 100% right. And if I'm 100% right, then it's a good story that is coming to an end. Right. Uh, uh, this is the problem. And, and Brian Rascona Scones, who, who works with us on this show, he can't understand me, and I don't understand him. Because I was sitting here three weeks ago going, all right, we're getting Drake May. Like, we're going to get a quarterback. We're going to get this right. And now all of a sudden... Here, here we go. Yeah, oh, one of these. I got Bobby Cutlets. And he goes, how do you root for your team to lose? I go, how do you root for him to win? They're not They're not making the playoffs. Because I'm he, a fan. That's why. I'm a fan of my football team. I want to see them win week, week in and week out. Whatever Cutlets is, he is at the end of the day. But I want to see my team win. Do you want to see them win for the next 10 years and have a Lombardi trophy? Yeah, but that's not guaranteed. Look at the quarterbacks that were drafted last year. One out of the three in the top five picks have Stink. actually – no, one out of three is good. Yeah, the right. other two stink. I know this. Right. So what are you going to take, a 33% yes. chance and for maybe drafting that right quarterback? 100%. I don't know. Uh, I, I want uh, my team to win. But Boomer, you yeah, hold on. Let, let Boomer be the arbiter of peace. It, you at least understand both of these perspectives. I do. and I'm I, not and out I, of my mind here. And I lived through it, and I lived through it with the New York Jets when they won a meaningless game out against the Rams, oh, and then God, they lost Trevor that on Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and they ended up with Zach Wilson. How's so, that working out? And, you know, I, and I'm always – I'm a big believer. You just – until you get it right, you just got to keep trying to find that right guy, that right guy, especially the best way to do that is, unfortunately, to lose. Right. When you're 2-8, and eight, Brian, yeah. I love you. You know this. But when you're 2-8 and – you know, I, for lack of a better term, you've already showed your ass. You two and eight. Just be two and eight. Just, just die. Welcome to another Evan Neal. Great, thanks. I, hey, I, he's I, put dominant tape out there. Just ask him. Great, thanks. <laughs> I would just say I'm calling this a draw. Okay. Uh, this is giant fan on giant fan crime going Fair. on right here, and I have to live it in my personal life with all my giant fan friends because I have the complete uh, situation and perspective. As I as I normally would, and this is exactly what goes on in that world. Like you guys don't know really what you want. I'm just sad, and I don't want to be sad. But you got a coach, though. You got to admit that. 
Hooray. Uh, Zach Wilson, what the heck was that? Where did that come from? You know what? There was no pushback from the Houston Texans at all on offense. They lost C.J. Stroud. They lost, um, uh, what's his name, uh, their other wide receiver, Nicole. Tank Dell? No, no, Tank Nico Dell. Collins. Nico Collins. I'm sorry, Nico Collins. They lost him early in the game, too. So there really was no offensive pushback. The first half of this game was terrible. And then all of a sudden, finally, Zach got into a little bit of a rhythm for the first time this year. He played loose. And he did. And he threw accurate, and he was fine. He still has the penchant to roll to the right and throw it back to the left. Yeah, he thinks roll he's to in the left, West throw again. it back to the right. And there's still that high school and that college boy in him that thinks he can get away with that. And to me, the Houston Texans were done in the second half. So there really was no pushback. Let's see how they do this week against a wounded Miami Dolphin team who will put up some numbers, and he's going to have to react to those numbers. They get down 14 nothing. He can't go out there and go three and out. No. It's different. I, look, I'm, I'm just interested. It was fascinating he played. It was even more fascinating he played well. Right. And, look, it just gives you something to watch if you're a Jet fan. My prediction, he ends up with Kevin O'Connell and the Minnesota Vikings next year. How's that? Who am I to argue? You, okay. had, you had the Belichick thing in September. I'm not going to say a word. All, All right. right, well, that's good. I'm glad. All right, we're, we're all set. Now, listen, <laughs> okay. we're going to get to the picks. Yeah. We got some fun role play later. Uh, you know, owner, coach, some fun. We'll get to all of it and more. Let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila. The Reposado, Añejo, the Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. It's Casamigos tequila. They remind you, as always, to please celebrate responsibly.